Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. 423 here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA, 93.7 FM, the web, the talk.com. My good friend, John Block here to wrap things up at the Pinion Post, your home for conservative commentary. I'm proud of this guy. He does good work, and uh, I couldn't be prouder than earlier in the week uh, when he was uh, reaching out. Monday was such a great day, and then uh, John Block drops the story of the week on me, and I just have to go back to the well again. It was so good, and it happened to do with... Uh, uh, House District 40 and a guy by the name of Roger Montoya and uh, forcing the hand of the mainstream media up in Santa Fe. John Block gets quoted there or actually gets referenced even better that people can go visit uh, his website, PinionPost.com, and uh, they verified, actually the candidate himself verified your story. Uh, John Block, good Friday afternoon to you, sir. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. That was kind of exciting to get validated like that. Uh, it's not often that we even know that they think we exist. Yeah, well, apparently we do, and we're making a really big impact, and national news covered it, Washington Post, uh, and I think NBC covered it, as well as Fox News, and even our very own Rio Grande Sun uh, labeled us as a conservative right-wing propaganda website, so I will take that any day of the week. There you go. We're putting out the propaganda, uh, not any more propaganda than MSNBC, CNBC, or the rest yeah. of the left-wing website. So good job. Glad you got noter, yeah. uh, noted, and uh, you can't be propaganda if this story is true. So for our review, for those of you under a rock all week and haven't heard, uh, uh, let's review again the story. Yeah, so this uh, New Mexico State House representative candidate, his name is Roger Montoya. He's running in the 40th district. And so back in the 1980s, he did a couple of pornos, which he has now admitted to doing, and in those uh, those graphic films, they were some hardcore stuff. And he said that he was doing it to pay his way through college, even though, you know, I, I went through college. I paid my way. I'm sure that you did as well. And we never resorted to such uh, graphic and uh, very life-changing content to create just for a paycheck to pay the rent. And so he says it helped him pay his paycheck throughout the year, but the thing is, when you're talking about someone that he, who is going up for an office of public trust, is that the kind of individual you want representing you, a former porn star running around the roundhouse making laws about our state? I don't know about that. I don't know. To sink solid, and the answer is clearly no. So uh, for more uh, information on that uh, story, and it is NSFW, uh, you can visit pinonposta.com. That's pinonposta.com. And uh, good on Roger Montoya for admitting to it. But they doubled down after the response, the real grande son. And so apparently, you know, uh, if if any party wanted to be the uh, the porn star party, I guess it's the Democrats, uh, uh, John Block. Yeah, exactly. And actually, in that Rio Grande Sun article, it shows that Senator Heinrich and then Speaker Egoff both knew about the porn before the, the Pinion Post found out about it and reported on it and told Roger Montoya to conceal it, which just shows how sleazy the Democrat Party has come to saying, oh, just hide your past until the right wingers like you and me, who are actually objective news sources, bring it out of fruition and show it to the public who needs to know before they go and vote for someone that they may have a shady past and we should reveal that to people. And if they vote for them, they vote for them. But if they don't, at least they have that information in front of them. You know, uh, John, I was not aware of that. Uh, Can that be 
actually uh, tangibly explain, meaning is there a paper trail on that? How do we know that uh, both Heinrich and uh, the other person said to conceal it? So it says right here in the Rio Grande Sun article. Let me pull that up for you real quick. Okay, so that's in the article. So I imagine there's no retraction, and that was probably printed a couple days ago. Yeah, Okay, exactly. then that's good enough. I mean, if they're willing to yeah. print it and there's no retraction, uh, the Rio Grande Sun, uh, it, it, talk about emboldened. They're walking. Uh, so I, I guess it's fair game now. It, sorry for scrambling on this uh, here. But, John, I guess it's fair game now to go and ask what type of porn a politician likes. So, uh, Martin he Senator Martin, Honorable Senator, Senator Martin Heinrich, what type of porn do you like? Yeah. That's fair. I mean, it's, fair. it's fair. At this point, they're, they're saying go for it, porn stars. Run for office in the Democrat Party. You have our full support, and you can hide your past all you like. I wonder who's next for the uh, Democrats as... Uh, people relocate from California to New Mexico. Will Ron Jeremy be running for a House District 36? Uh, who who will be? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Jenna Jameson? Will she? I don't even know. I'm um, just going off of real real old n names, but those are the only two that I can think. Will Jenna Jameson be running for a House seat here in the state of New Mexico? Well, it's likely they'll come up with another identity, a checkered past, and uh, you can have your senators and your leaders in the Democratic Party. Uh, tell them that they need to conceal it. We're speaking with John Block. Uh, this is the Pino Post Roundup that we do each and every Friday. And uh, let's get to Michelle Lujan Grisham because uh, I feel the second lockdown uh, coming on. Uh, it's been something that I've been uh, prognosticating in an effort. I hope that she tr makes a liar out of me. That would be really good. I, nobody, literally nobody, not even the pe people around her, John, can read her mind. And uh, she can't read Pelosi's mind. She can't read Trump's mind. She is flying a spaceship called the, the state of New Mexico out of control right now because she is banking on more money coming from the federal government. She's bailed us out to the tune of $35 million at the beginning of September, so that way we could, and that's borrowed money, money that has to be repaid back to the federal government, and uh, she's borrowed that money to pay for additional uh, uh, payrolls uh, to be filled uh, because she has kept this economy on lockdown, and now she's losing her mind on Twitter. She is, yeah. After President Trump tweeted about how his negotiations with Nancy Pelosi were not going successfully, and Pelosi was not willing to budge from her $2.4 trillion budget, uh, President Trump just cut off trade uh, or agreements with Nancy Pelosi. And so Michelle Lujan Grisham went to Twitter to complain about it, saying thousands of New Mexicans need the federal government's help right now, not November, not whenever you get around to it. The pandemic's real. The, eco the economic crisis is real. Whether you believe in it or not, Mr. President, do your job. But really, if you look at all the budget that the president has signed to give relief to New Mexicans and to our state, it shows that the governor has squandered it. She has wasted it on millions and millions of dollars that we don't even know where it's going. And she even cut $318 million in critical federal COVID-19 relief to tribal communities and local governments. So this governor is out of control. She has been wasting our money left and right. And the president is not going to sign a budget that is packed with pork and packed with so much stuff that just doesn't need to be there. I spoke with uh, Joe, Joe Monahan uh, a little bit uh, earlier uh, last week, and uh, he, you know, he doesn't think Trump has a chance. I think Trump right now is winning, not only beating Michelle Lujan Grisham, letting people know that blue states 
uh, aren't going to get that money because they've decided to go ahead and uh, keep them their places hunkered down. But they've increased crime. They've done things like uh, start initiatives like to defund the police. The states like Oregon, you've seen what's happened with them. We're right in line with all of those uh, states. Uh, and I got to tell you, the silent majority here in the state of New Mexico, John, it looks good for us because, you know, Donald Trump is exactly right. He was, uh, I believe, with Maria Bartiromo suggesting that he can win the state of New Mexico. How do things look? Yeah, things are looking really good from what I'm hearing from the president and from other sources around the state. We have a real shot at taking our state back from the Democrat Party. And uh, during that interview with Maria Bartiromo, he did say that New Mexico is in play and it's a state that he thinks he can win. And he says that he is making sure that the U.S. Marshal and the U.S. Attorney are watching over our election to ensure that there is no fraud. And we have heard ramblings about the governor potentially closing down voting on on October 15th and things like this. But just knowing the president is putting his finger down and making sure that those federal folks are watching over our election, it makes sure that the integrity is kept. And we know the Democrats have been plotting to do ballot harvesting. Their own uh, caucus chair, Pamela Herndon, said earlier that they are going to be doing that. They're going to be going to senior citizens and harvesting their ballots from them. So we need to be cognizant of exactly what the Democrats are doing, and it's trying to steal our election, plain and simple. John Block, I have to uh, ask you, uh, 24, 25 days uh, here, uh, what type of shenanigans are you hearing that might be taking place on the ground here? Obviously, you said uh, uh, ballot harvesting, etc., uh, we mm -hmm. saw that in CD2. It was the reason why Yvette Harrell actually lost. Uh, it wasn't because she got outvoted, but it was more of that uh, cheating that goes on uh, from those Democrats. Shutting down the polls. Uh, polls aren't open yet. They open the uh, 17th, but uh, shutting down voting locations. Uh, certainly there's been uh, shutdowns in other parts. But what other shenanigans uh, are we anticipating uh, that you can sort of tip us off to? Uh, one was early uh, registration, cutting off if you're not registered 30 days ahead of time. We can do same-day registration. That's got to be one of the ways that they do it. What else? Yeah, so that same-day registration was a big one. Uh, they can really just go, I believe, it's like four or five days before the election. I believe the cutoff is October 31st. But you can find all that information on pinionpost.com. You can always also go to, uh, I think it's newmexicoforall.com. Check it out. See all of the, the voting information. But the thing is, the Democrats are pulling out all the stops. They want to win this election. They do not want President Trump winning our election, which means that they are doing that ballot harvesting. And also within those polling locations, they're only letting in a few people. So there's giant lines out in the parking lots, as we saw with early voting, which started this week. And so folks may get tired and they may just say, OK, fine, I'll just go get an absentee ballot. And then with the absentee ballots, you know, even though you request it and you send it in, if, if someone comes to your door and asks you for it, you should tell them no. Don't let anyone ballot harvest your vote. Make sure that if it's not put in the mail a week before the election, you deliver it by hand to that polling location. Those are some ways that we can make sure our election is secured, and we need to make sure that we are cognizant of what's happening by putting out those poll watchers at the polls to ensure that on election day nothing nefarious happens. Let's talk uh, for a moment here about uh, each of the races CD2, CD3. Uh, let's begin with CD1 right here in the city of Albuquerque. Earlier in the week, Michelle Garcia-Holmes uh, was waiting all by herself and only given five minutes by KOB Channel 4 to have a debate. And uh, Holland was an O-show. 
Yeah, it just shows how Holland clearly doesn't care about her district. She doesn't want to fight hard to make sure that she can stay in Congress. And really, I feel like she thinks that she has a the hand that's upper and she can do whatever she wants. So, you know, clearly, I think she she probably has a good shot of winning. But the thing is, we do have a strong candidate. We need to continue supporting Michelle Garcia Holmes. And you never know what what the people of Albuquerque are going to do. Will President Trump help? folks get out to vote that are Republicans and are voting for Trump. Will that also help Michelle Garcia Holmes? We'll have to see. But I really hope that Deb Holland knows that she still has a job to do. The people of the first district elected her to do a job. And that does not mean half of the year running around for Elizabeth Warren as her as her campaign <laughs> chair. That yeah. means doing our work here in New Mexico to help our people that are really hurting right now. Yeah, they really are hurting. Uh, our state uh, unemployment continues to be at 11.3%. Uh, we have uh, over 110,000 people out of work, and uh, alcoholism, depression, drug addiction. Um, you saw this, what's happening this weekend, uh, which is pretty incredible. There's no fall sports, uh, no contact sports for the remainder of the year here in the state of New Mexico. I mean, we've shut down life just so Michelle Lujan Grisham uh, can have a chance to go to Washington, D.C. Make no mistake about it. Exactly. She has been looking for that cabinet position for months, and then she's locked us down in the attempt to be the most progressive governor ever by, I guess, locking our people up and closing thousands of businesses. That is, I guess, the progressive stance right now with this COVID-19 pandemic. And she wants to be health secretary or some other kind of secretary, maybe even Department of Energy. And she, this is a big audition for her. So she's been doing lots of events for Joe Biden. And now with her with her COVID stint, claiming that the help gave her coronavirus. And now she's locked up in a oh, basement or wherever you, in, in her own <laughs> in her home. What are we supposed to think? Are we supposed to to be here as our governor locked up in a basement or are we supposed to just carry on with our lives and say, you know, this tyrant, we're going to take her out in two years. Joe Biden's not going to win in 2020, which means she's not going to be a cabinet secretary. And we need to do whatever it takes to take her out because she is the number one target that we need to unelect in 2022. So 2020, we still need to win. So we should have our eyes 2020 right here on this race in 2020. 25 days away, we have a great election, one of the biggest in history. And President Trump and all our conservative patriots need to win, or else we are flushed away for at least another decade. Uh, of course, uh, what's really big during this time is the redistricting and during the census, the uh, complete and total redistricting of the state of New Mexico. Let's not forget, uh, for you voters out there, that is really what's on the ballot uh, as well. We're here with John Block, uh, wrapping up the Pinon Post. And uh, very quickly, if we don't mind uh, touching upon uh, CD2 and what, what's happening down south. Yeah. So today, uh, Yvette Harrell and President Trump had a call, a virtual rally, I believe, on the phone. And they spoke to New Mexicans about the real issues that are hard hitting for folks that live in the second district, including energy and jobs and showing how Yvette has a, a trend. Uh, she has a plan to make sure that New Mexico is moving forward and working with President Trump to get the necessary federal help that we need while putting ourselves back on our own feet and carrying ourselves through this pandemic and into the future as a great state. So that is what's happening in CD2. And they just had another debate the other day. It was very good. Yvette Harrell came off as very folksy of a patriot. And then Sochi Torres Small, of course, came off as very lawyerly and put together like she's almost robotic. 
So I think that someone that can talk like the people and talk to the people like like a regular Joe, like you and I, I think that is going to be a lot more helpful in getting a vet elected. What about uh, CD3? A couple of uh, good debates. Alexis Johnson did a great job. Yeah, there were two very spirited debates, and I thought Alexis Johnson really carried her weight, especially with Teresa Legere Fernandez, who is the party favorite up there from the Democrats. And I think that uh, Alexis Martinez Johnson put out all of her information very well. She was a very well-spoken candidate in those debates. And even Teresa Legere Fernandez, she referenced the Pinon Post. She said the Pinon Post article talk about Alexis. So the thing is, our, our conservatives are really uniting together with our new independent news sources and helping lift up those candidates that we need to elect. And we need to make sure every single candidate, every Republican, is elected to office. So when you fill out that ballot, I don't care if you like your candidate or not. I don't care if you have beef with them in the, in the past. You know, I have beef with candidates I'm voting for, too, and I will vote for every single Republican like my life depended on it because it does. Finally, for the U.S. Senate race, uh, let's talk about that just for a quick moment, shall we? Debate on Monday. What's the feedback? What's the uh, follow-up on that? And uh, how was uh, Mark Ronchetti gauged against uh, Ben Ray Lujan? So on that debate, it was a very weird way to do it because you had the libertarian Bob Walsh as well as Ben Ray Lujan and Ron Ronchetti on the same picture throughout the entire debate. So you could see all of them uh, riding and drinking water at the same time that someone was talking. So it, it looked kind of strange. But I do believe that Ronchetti really pulled his own weight and did do a very good job of showing why Ben Ray Lujan is a big D.C. insider who really just cares about whatever Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer tell him to do rather than what for what the New Mexicans really care about, because he hasn't passed 12. Uh, he's been in Congress for 12 years, hasn't passed a single bill. And now he wants a promotion to the United States Senate. And that's something that really came up his lack of a record of progress for the New Mexican people. And it really shows through that debate who Ben Ray Lujan is and who Mark Ronchetti is. And it's like two sides of a different coin. They are two different people, and they really are just working hard to make sure that New Mexicans know who they are. So Ben Ray, he's a radical D.C. insider, and Ronchetti is a man of the people who has given the weather to the people for years, and we trust him, and we, we know exactly who he is. We know who his daughters are. We know who, who his uh, wife is, and we've seen them in the community, whereas Ben Ray Lujan, we've only seen him on TV and with Nancy Pelosi, and is that someone we want representing us? I don't know. That's what the voters will have to decide, but I won't be voting for him. Uh, neither will I. Uh, I got to tell you, I always appreciate you stopping in here on a uh, Friday afternoon, young man, and for all the good work that you do uh, as well. I think uh, what you're doing is a uh, big credit uh, to the conservatives here in the state of New Mexico. And uh, John, where can they go? They can go to pinionpost.com and check out our merchandise store. We have great T-shirts and stuff saying, uh, my governor's an idiot and end the Lujan disaster and many other awesome stuff as well as just uh, Pinion Post marketed uh, merchandise. So check it out. All right, good stuff. Thanks, John. See you at the same time, same place next week right here in the Kiva. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Back to wrap the hour. Get your reactions. 550-5500.